When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. The games are underway and DraftKings is bringing you to the podium. DraftKings free-to-play pools are available every day of the games in Tokyo and offering a free shot at up to $50,000 in total cash prizes. That's up to $50,000 up for grabs and the best part is that it's free-to-play. DraftKings free-to-play pools are easy to enter. Just download the DraftKings app, go to pools, and choose from a wide variety of free contests for an opportunity to win cash prizes. All you have to do is answer a handful of questions around what you think is going to happen during that day's events and track your results throughout the evening to see will you achieve victory. Questions will range from medal count to questions specific to the USA team. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN when you sign up to get a free shot at up to $50,000 in total cash prizes every day of the games in Tokyo. Head to the DraftKings pool page to get your shot at huge cash prizes. That's promo code THPN for a limited time only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for full details. This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Bolts broadcast. My name is Mike Mitchelson. Chase Crawshaw with me today. Chase, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing? I'm, 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 yeah, I'm, I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing? Uh, you know, it's, it's like a, <laughs> it's like a Wednesday, so like, it's like I don't know, hump day. So yeah, I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Um, <laughs> I have to say though, I'm excited because you said that you know the families up north. That means some more drinking. However, um, I'm gonna have to keep you accountable. Or I'm going to have to have you keep me accountable is what I should have said. Because the last time your parents were up north and we came over, um, 15 beers down the drain did not treat me well the next day. Also, we can talk about this because um, our friends don't listen to this show. You cannot leave me with Cam if he corners me. Oh, God. Yeah. Um. Well, I didn't leave you with them last time. You guys happened to all just go outside, and I was still inside. Then all of a sudden, it was half an hour later, and you guys were still outside. I'm like, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, but you should have noticed that, huh, There's everyone's here except for Cam and Mike. Um, I was vibing, all right? Yeah, I mean, that's fair. John is really the one that left me. 
Um, yeah, he ditched you. Our buddy Cam, uh, cool guy, but when he drinks, he tends to get a little emotional. And so um, me, I'm not a big emotions person, especially when I'm drinking. I'm just trying to have fun. Give me the 2010s, like Akon type music. Like, let me just vibe. Yeah, some of that got stolen from me the last time because I was trying to calm a friend down. So uh, make sure you keep track of that. And I want you to know that because you didn't last time, if he corners you, I'm sorry, I'm not helping you. <laughs> well, well, well it, it'll, it'll all work out. It all worked out. It all worked out. Absolutely. And um, you were talking about what's happening down in Detroit. Spitting Chicklets is going to be there. Yeah, Spitting Chicklets, a uh, little like ball hockey tournament thing going on uh, downtown. They're going to be at Old Shillelagh's, uh, which is a bar down there. My brother's going to be down at the bar. Um, it's one of his buddy's birthday, and that's where he wanted to go. And coincidentally enough, it's just going to be the same place where Spitting Chicklets is. So maybe my brother will get a picture with, with a couple of the guys. Um, maybe go. Maybe I'll go down on Saturday, check out the ball hockey tournament. I think it'd be kind of cool. Just um, you know, there's already people signed up to play and stuff, but it'd be cool to go down there, just meet the guys, get a little drunk before we get even more drunk, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Maybe go check it out. Um, I'm sure that there's probably not many Detroit listeners on a Tampa show, but if there is, hey, you might see us down there. But on today's episode of the Bolts broadcast, unfortunately, it's going to be a quicker show and there's really nothing happening with the NHL as a whole, but also the... Tampa Bay Lightning. Not much news. No, it, it, we, we don't have Jack to talk about. I mean, we can talk about non-hockey related stuff, but this episode just kind of want to keep it um, hockey centric. Once we get a little bit more um, in the season, like like a little like another like week or two, we're, we'll probably have to venture off a little bit. But there is a couple things that are worth mentioning here. So we'll, we'll bring those up. It'll just be a shorter epi. Absolutely. We'll start off with who was my favorite coach as of last year, John Tortorella. Uh, obviously not coaching the Columbus Blue Jackets anymore. However, we're still going to be seeing his face around. Yeah, he's joining ESPN. Um, you know, kind of funny because he yells at the media, swears at the media, doesn't give them answers, and now he's joining the media. I know a lot of people don't like that, but I think his personality is funny, so I have no issue with it. Uh, I think it'll be entertaining. It'll be a different type of analysis, so I'm all for it. Yeah, and anything to see John Tortorella still in the limelight, I absolutely love because, uh, again, was my favorite coach. Uh, obviously not anymore. He's not coaching, but Tortorella, a, a pretty silly guy. So excited to see him join this already fantastic cast that ESPN has put together. Next up, Ryan Murray, a former second overall pick signing with the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, cheap contract too, only like $2 million a year. Or for, I think it's only a one-year deal anyway, but like that's the type of signing type of contract that you get that really helps you push you kind of over that edge. Uh, they're already a borderline, you know, championship winning type of team. They, they've got everything in, in line, especially now that they have um, what, what's his nuts, uh, Kemper and Net now. So they, they've they've got everything, you know, set up. That they're ready to roll. I think this is a fantastic signing. He's going to play top four minutes for them. He's going to be an analytical darling because he is a very good analytical defenseman. Uh, he's, yeah, I, I just I just really love the signing. You know, I, I like Ryan Murray as a player. Is he a second overall pick type of guy? Maybe not, but he's a very good NHL defenseman at the end of the day. Well, in that draft, he is because that draft yeah. is just whew, Nail Yakupov, Griffin Reinhardt, uh, Alex Galchenyuk. Alex Galchenyuk, like so many players that not necessarily fantastic picks. But I was going to ask, Chase, what's the problem with Ryan Murray? Did I miss something when he was in New Jersey? Because I'll admit it, I am 
not too keen on keeping up with the New Jersey news. Not a team I love by any means, but he seemed like he was a good top four defenseman in Columbus. I don't know what would have changed. And then you said he's going to continue to play top four minutes. He's an analytical darling. Why is he? It seems like teams weren't interested. Only $2 million. Like, what's up there? He doesn't really pass the eye test at the end of the day. I think he could have made a little more money elsewhere. Like, for example, he's making less than Tucker Pullman's making in Winnipeg. Um, and, like, those Yeesh. are... Yeah. Like, there, there's quite a few tiers between those types of players. So I think Murray's taking a little less for a year. Go try to win a championship with this team. And then if he likes it, maybe he stays on a little bit longer. But he also really... He, at the end of the day, he really isn't a guy that passes the eye test incredibly well. You watch him play, and it really doesn't feel like he's doing a whole lot out there. But he... He's got incredible vision. He's got great control of the game. You know, he he's really good at slowing things down. And those types of defenses that just slow things down, they don't really pop off you. They're, they're not providing the big hits, the incredible block shots. They're, they're not deking through the team. They're the ones that just are helping maintain the game. And those guys don't get a lot of love. And that's kind of the guy that he is, really. Yeah, and those are the guys that complete a Stanley Cup winning team. You know, yes, we brought is. in our, our David Savard at the trade deadline and he was a big piece to our penalty kill and helped us capture back to back Stanley Cups, uh, or at least the second one of the back to backs. So going to be a, a tough Avs team to face. We knew that for a while. We've been talking about the Avs, uh, also the Rangers, that these teams are really set up for a lot of success here in the future. So them adding a piece like Ryan Murray, it seems like they are now looking to make that push. They made it to the, what was it? Second round before dropping to Vegas last year. So yep. um, definitely a team to watch out for still being led by Nathan McKinnon, who is an absolute stud, but chase and, and is a psychopath real quick. Uh, just <laughs> oh, yeah. if I didn't, um, I, I know I sent it to you and you told me you read the first little bit, um, but the, the rest of it, like it, he, this guy is just, just bonkers. So then Nikita Zadorov was giving an interview um, and it was, it was in a rush Russian. So it was translated over, but kind of talk about how McKinnon, you know, he pays 50,000 a year to a, for like a, a dietitian. He pays uh, like a personal chef a thousand dollars a day. Um, he also gives, um, or no, he, he, he pays for um for a, uh, like a, a physio like a what the hell what the hell's the word I'm looking for not, not the chef the chef he pays like a hundred grand a year the guy who pays a thousand dollars a day it's it's almost like a um like a therapist doctor. I guess yeah 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 there we go that's the word I'm looking for um so you know and top of doing those things he doesn't drink any alcohol he only eats certain foods he doesn't eat sugary shit he um made like the team get rid of normal pasta and get like chickpea pasta there's no more uh, white sauce. Uh, in practice, if you miss a pass, he comes over and screams at you and berates you. Um, he is always the hardest working guy. He can be an asshole to his teammates, but like he's does it in a way where he's not like, he's not an asshole. He's just being an asshole. He's doing it in a way where he wants perfection. He wants to win. He's frustrated with, um, you know, him being in the career or him being in the NHL as long as he has in his career, not having a championship yet, not having a Stanley cup finals appearance yet. You can tell he's frustrated. You could tell by his end of the season uh, press conference. And yeah, he apparently he's just an absolute psychopath on the ice. But like that, that's the type of person that like Sidney Crosby. Sidney Crosby isn't necessarily screaming at his teammates, but like everything's so methodical, so planned out and so like serial killer ish that like that, that's what drives him to be great. And I mean, that it's good signs for McKinnon to go down and win a championship down the road. But like enjoy life a little bit, man. Come on. Just giving his team a little hard love. Also, big question. If he doesn't eat sugary stuff, and like we now all see this with the interview, um, what happens to his Timmy Ho commercials? 
Obviously, him and Sidney Crosby, big Tim Horton commercial guys. What's happening? Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure it's not. I'm sure it's not going anywhere. I, I think Tim Hortons is very happy to have Nathan McKinnon as their face because at the end of the day, he still is seems like a great dude and he, he is good, um, like socially and good in the community and stuff. Right. They're just gonna do like a ball of dirt instead of um, like yes. a, a chocolate donut hole. Instead of that, you're just gonna chew dirt. God, that sounds awful. <laughs> well, it's better than eating <laughs> sugar, according to him. So, I guess so. <laughs> all right, Chase. Well, let's move into the big beef of this episode. We're going to look at your top five prospects for next year's draft, the 2022 draft. Um, in case you didn't know, it's like 300 and something days away, but we want to get just, you know, an early jump on it. Uh, also, Chase, I'm sure you'll mention, but it's a really bad draft class and the top name. Not going to be a guy to look out for whatsoever, but uh, let's run through it. These next two draft classes are going to be unlike anything we've ever seen in the NHL. Holy hell. The top end talent is fantastic. The talent through the first, second round is fantastic. There's going to be guys going in third, fourth, fifth, sixth round. They're going to prove to be first round talents just because of how tremendously deep this group is so i'm gonna start with the number one guy a guy that's been talked about i mean if you're a hockey fan you have any interesting prospects you know his name it's shane wright Who? uh you know uh he, he's this kind of okay uh player um he, he kind he kind of does literally everything you could imagine on the ice uh to a perf- perfect level um just just kind of average uh you know a little about a little bit about shane wright for example um this, this year, you know, he didn't get to play any hockey. He didn't go overseas. It's not as easy for, you know, um, like 16-year-olds to go do that. So he, he didn't really get to play too much this year. Uh, he goes to the to the U18s and, you know, not having any regular season games played this year or any whatever. He casually puts up nine goals, five assists, and 14 points through five games of the U18s en route to being, you know, as well as being their captain. Uh, this dude, if Patrice Bergeron had potential to score 120 points a season, that that is Shane Wright. He is a tremendous all-around player. He has a great 200-foot game. He's a true playmaker who shoots it, the shoots the puck like a true goal scorer. Like there's literally nothing he can't do right. Like it, it, it's just a ridiculous, incredible talent. I would do everything in my power if I was not a Stanley Cup contending team to make sure I get this guy. Before we move on to you know number two, three, four, five, I want you to put this in um what is it perspective if you have Shane Wright like he is right now coming into the draft versus Connor McDavid coming into his draft class who are you leaning is is this that that type of caliber of player that you would put him up against Connor McDavid when he was coming out a hundred percent like this is that's not an easy decision to make um at the end of the day, the NHL is driven by offense, and Connor McDavid probably has, of any person on the planet right now, probably has the most offensive upside as a player. Even with guys you know in the twenty twenty three class looking as spectacular spectacular offensively as they are, I still think McDavid's that guy. So you probably got to go McDavid, but there is a fair argument to make about Shane Wright as a prospect compared to McDavid as a prospect. I mean, like this. Dude, just he literally does everything right. He was on pace to um, break McDavid's scoring numbers as a um, as a what's it called an exceptional status player. He's on pace to maybe even break John Tavares' numbers, who holds the record uh, through fifty eight games. He had thirty nine goals, twenty seven assists, sixty six points as a fifteen year old in the OHL. But the season got cut off, of course, before he could finish it out. Uh, he he just is ridiculous. He's gonna be on uh, the the U twenty team this year. He's probably gonna be their best player. I 
if there was anybody to be an underage guy who's captain of that that team, it's it's Shane Wright as well. Like there is probably no more natural leader as as a kid than Shane Wright. A lot of high praise for Shane Wright there, and we talked about Connor McDavid. Well, when looking at the 2015 class, Connor McDavid was the clear number one, just like Shane Wright. However, there was also a number two who was a phenomenal prospect in their own right in Jack Eichel. We have that here as well with Matthew Savoy. Yeah, and I've seen some people try to say that Matthew Savoy is maybe not quite on that guy. I've seen a couple of people try to put him as, you know, maybe the third or fourth guy, but I would safely, very, 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 very safe to say he's my number two. And I don't really, like, it's possible someone jumps him, but like right now, I still think, you know, it's tier one, Shane Wright, tier two, Matthew Savoy, then tier three, there's, there's a couple of guys. Uh, Matthew, Matthew Savoy, he's more of that offensive threat. He is more of that, like, Connor McDavid, uh, Sidney Crosby, Nathan McKinnon type of hybrid type of guy. Um, you know, he takes a lot of the best things from each of those guys. He's not as strong defensively, but he's got tremendous speed, a great set of hands. Uh, he just, he just knows how to score, you know, as a 15 year old in WHL, he had seven assists or 22 games. Um, you know, it's not, not bad at all. It's not, it's not easy to play junior hockey as a 15 year old. Shane Wright obviously is an exceptional player, which is why he dominated the way he did. But Matthew Svoy went to a Winnipeg team, got some ice time, got played when he could, got absolutely murdered on the ice at one point, was able to come back and do okay. Um, obviously didn't get to really play in the WHL this year because he went to the USHL, but as a 16 year old there, you know, 21 goals, 38 points through 34 games. I uh, was one of the better players in the USHL. I mean, the dudes just got every offensive tool that you need. Uh, so if you're not picking Shane Wright first overall and you get second overall, you're going to be a little mad, but at the end of the day, if you can get Matthew Savoy, you're going to be pretty happy. And I would assume that you would easily take Matthew Savoy first overall if he was in this year's draft with the Owen power class. <laughs> Yeah, it's not even close. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's look at your number three. It's a Finnish kid that has a lot of ties to Canada. Yeah. So Brad Lambert, his dad is a uh, former pro hockey player. He that is born in Canada, played mostly overseas, uh, married a Finnish flight attendant. And that's where he settled. Sure enough, had his kid over there in Finland. So Brad Lambert, Canadian name. Canadian roots, but Finnish kid. And holy shit, this kid is just special. I mean, he he made his jump to the, the Finnish league, you know, as a 15-year-old that, that year. He played four games, had two assists while he dominated in the U-20s. This last season, he played all year in the top Finnish league. 15 points in 46 games on a kind of underwhelming team with JYP. Uh, as a 16-year-old, that's some pretty special numbers. He went to the U-20s. Um, he had four points or seven games. He had five points or five games, in the U18s like this dude, he is, he is a true dynamic offensive threat. I mean, he, he's got a ridiculous set of hands. He skates well. He, you know, kind of like what I've said with Shane Wright, Matthew Savoy so far, he's just got this offensive ability, this, this knack for, for finding the puck, for putting the puck to the back of the net, for finding his teammates. Um, another guy who I would easily take first overall in this draft class, like not even close the other, the other guys, he's a really tremendous player. Uh, and yet again, it, you're going to kick yourself if you don't get Shane Ryder, Matthew Savoy, but Brad Lambert is going to be about any other team's number one center, too. There's been a lot of highly drafted Finnish players over the past couple of years. You got your Miko Rantanens, your Patrick Lines, your Barkovs, your Pedersons. Does Brad Lambert compare to any of these recent players we've seen come out of Finland? Yeah, I mean, like it's it's a little different because like he's, you know, a lot of those guys you mentioned, they are a little more prominent defensively, too. Um, you know, that's something that's very like, like desired out of Finnish hockey is being a good offensive weapon while being very prominent defensively. Lambert's a little different from that because his defensive game isn't quite, you know, an elite level. 
he's still very serviceable. He's someone who's not going to be a liability defensively, but his offensive output is going to be like absurd. It, it's a borderline point per game guy every year. All right. And then your number four player uh, could be on hockey name of the day. Is it Uri Slavkovsky? It is Uri Slavkovsky. Look at that. And this dude is a unit. He is going to be playing full time in the Finnish league this year. He is a Slovak kid. If you're paying attention to the Halinka Gretzky, we're going to talk about a little more after we're done talking about these guys. Um, you might know his name, but uh, yeah, Uri Slavkovsky. He's my number four at 6'4", 225. He's probably going to be a winger. He's got some ability to play center in the NHL, I think. Um, but like he's, you know, those type of builds are usually wingers. He's a true power forward. He skates incredibly well. He's just got these great offensive tools. Uh, you know, just based on his, his linger Gretzky performance so far through two games, three goals, three assists, six points. Uh, he just has an, a knack for finding the back of the net. He's someone who I think is going to be a perennial 40 or not necessarily perennial, but a, a guy who is a candidate to score 40 goals every year while also playing that kind of tough game. You know, imagine like, like Jamie Bennett in, in his prime. Like this is the type of guy your Isokovsky is. What a dream. Only 17 years old and he's already six, four, two twenty five. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> We're just sitting here at freaking 23 years old and we're still under six foot. Gosh, you hate to see it. But uh, guys got the frame to be an NHLer already and dominating in the Holinka Gretzky. But moving on to number five, got a good old American boy with one of the best names in the draft. Yeah, dude, Rucker McGrory, uh, just there's some great names in this draft class. And there's a couple more guys we're going to mention basically kind of off their names, too, that I, I want to mention them and won't be go too much in depth like these top five. But Rucker McGrory, this kid, um, I've seen some arguments for him being just the number three player in the class. Uh, I, you know, I got him at number five, it really three, four and five. I don't have an issue with him flipping around, but I think as of right now, this is kind of where I stand. McGordy played the program this year with the U-17s. He had 35 points to 34 games, and then he finished out the year with the U-18s, still putting up 12 goals, 19 points to 30 games. So being a you know being a younger guy, 16, 17-year-old with the U-18s, to produce like he did, that, you know, it doesn't happen very often. Uh, just to kind of show his offensive skill set, you know, his, uh, his last year of AAA hockey, through 63 games, he had 82 goals, 78 assists for 160 points. Yeah, he is ridiculous offensively. Uh, he's the, yet again, this draft class, he's the number one overall pick. He's the number one overall pick in most draft classes, but that's just how talented this top five is in this draft class. It really is incredible. I think McGordy is a guy, you know, all four, five of these guys are legitimate candidates to play in the NHL right away. Um, you know, all five of them probably won't, but like th- this dude just got everything else that you want. You know, he's got solid size to six one one ninety eight, incredible skater. He's going to be a true center. Like, what else do you want out of a fifth overall pick? Just ridiculous. Yeah, but you know what sucks is, as a Tampa podcast, it's going to be great. Going to be going for our third cup in a row. But we're talking about how great this draft class is. Unfortunately, not going to have a chance at anyone in it, um, or at least earlier on. So um, it's fun to look at these kids. But as a Tampa fan, it's kind of like seeing the – um, I don't know, chocolate cake that's locked behind um, a glass case or something that you can't have. You want it so bad, but you just can't have it. But still going for that third cup in a row. So we're all right with that. We'll take that. But Chase, let's mention some other names that are in this draft class. Um, the guy I like the most. Seamus Casey, but uh, yeah, continue to talk uh, about some of the other guys. So Seamus Casey, the last one I'm going to kind of go in depth on a bit because he is like, actually my number six. Um, you know, this is the first defenseman on this list. The first guy were forwards, and he's my number six. Uh, I'm not going to go too heavy. 
because he's still got some like work to do in his game, but he was a former forward who moved back to D. He played for Florida Alliance, so he's a Florida kid. Um, hockey's really booming down there, uh, as I mean, obviously we all know. But like, so like, like young youth hockey's really been booming down in the last couple of years. So he's a Florida Alliance kid. Um, he is just stupid. Like his his offensive output as a defenseman, I mean, it really is incredible. He's someone who. Like he, he could easily your teams are more defenseman. You know, with the U seventeens this year, thirty six points through forty six games as a defenseman, that's pretty damn good. Uh, and he's got an awesome name too. So he's a guy that is very easy to root for. Uh, other than him, you got some some great names like Maddox Fleming, Logan Cooley, and then uh, Kenta Isogai actually too. So Kenta Isogai is a Japanese prospect who he's probably not gonna be a first round pick, but like you know, first two three rounds like, like for sure. Uh, he's he's got some legitimate skills. It's you know kind of disappointing because last year um, I thought Yusaku Ando was gonna have a chance to be drafted in this last draft class, but he wasn't. The year before Yusato, same thing. Uh, but Isoga is probably the better prospect of that bunch. Uh, he he's got good size, good speed. He's he's got the right tools that you need. Uh, so I think a team's gonna be willing to take a chance on him. And then uh, last name I do want to mention is Dylan Duke's brother. You know our our draft pick in the fourth round, Tyler Duke. He's a defenseman. Uh, same exact skill set as Dylan Duke, but just on the back end, it could be someone that's really fun to root for in the future. Absolutely. And hey, I love seeing the hockey minority countries like Kenta Iso guy. So, um, yeah, it, it's it's very fun to look at this stuff already, even though it's a long ways away. But, hey, we're prospect guys. We've told you that multiple times. So, uh, finally, for the last little bit of this episode, we're going to do a little Halinka Gretzky Cup check-in. Um, what do we got going on, Chase? I know the U.S., they haven't been doing too hot currently sitting at 2-2. Two and two, But uh, what else you got going on there? Yeah, so anybody who knows what this is, it, it's a pretty prominent U18 tournament that happens before the season every year. Uh, usually Canada's in it too, but this year Canada is opted out of it with COVID stuff. So that sucks because we could see Shane Wright, Connor Bedard, Matthew Savoy, you know, those names I just mentioned. We, we could all we could all see them uh, here, but instead of we're not, it is what it is. Um, right now, the Slovak team is just dominating. Slovakian hockey is making a comeback in a big way. You know, when the Czech Republic kind of broke apart, most of the good hockey players stayed on the Czech side. But Slovakia, you know, they've really figured out the last few years. This team is absolutely dominant. You know, Simo Nemec, he's going to be a you know top 10 pick lock easily. Uh, Dalibor Dvorsky, he's got 10 points through two games, six goals, four assists from Slovakia. He's going to be a top five pick in 2023 as a lock. It, it's just a talented group of players. Uh, Matthew Mishkov, he's got four goals, three assists, seven points through two games. There's just been some real dominant underage uh, you know performances. It, it's been a pretty exciting tournament thus far. You know, even like some of the German guys are, are performing. Okay. You know, they got routed by Slovakia, but they've got some, some young talent. That's very much worth watching. Uh, it's really promising for these next two years, you know, talked about it just before I started going into those prospects, how promising these next draft classes are. And you're, you're showcasing a lot of talent here in this tournament. And it really is ridiculous. The NHL is in for a crazy influx of talent. And that's so nice to see because there's been these draft classes like this one. And uh, what was it? The 20, 20- 17 draft class was it 27 yeah. the Nico Hischer one yeah where you know yep. there's some good players but it's kind of been a little lackluster and when you look at the draft classes like 2015 there's so many stars that have come out of there uh, we already know about Jack Eichel Connor McDavid Miko Rantanen Matt Barzal so many other guys so to see all this talent coming in is awesome and then uh today you were talking about routing chase U.S takes out Germany 10 nothing 
You'd love to see that. Oh, there, yeah, there we go. Yeah, I, I didn't check any scores yet today, but yeah, that's good stuff. Um, you know, it, this U.S. team in this tournament, they like not this U.S. team, but the U.S. team in general in this tournament, they usually pick it up in the second half. They kind of start slow. So it's kind of what we're seeing happen. You know, there's a couple of guys that are some pretty talented names that are left off the list, which is a little surprising. But it is a, still a very good roster. You know, an, another name that because going I mentioned, he's for the 2023 draft class. He's going to talk about a lot. Uh, Hunter uh, Brustowitz, I really love him too. He he's a Michigan kid, so you know a little bit of special place in my heart. But he's got a really special offensive toolkit in the back end. He's going to be a pretty high pick in 2023, I would say. You think Slovakia is going to close out the Holinka Gretzky with uh, you know taking it home? I. If it's not the U.S., I hope it's Slovakia. They, they definitely have a chance. I mean, they look like the best team in this tournament. Um, so I really would not doubt it at all. That'd be pretty cool. All right. Well, we'll keep you guys updated on that. Let you know who wins once the uh, championship is decided. But we're going to move on now to the Hockey Name of the Day segment. Uh, we got another Arthurs. Does that mean that's Arthur and they just dropped the H? Uh, I've had that happen to me before. So I'm going to go Arthur Humjakovs. <laughs> Artur's is actually how it's pronounced. Yeah, sure it is. Homyakovs. Artur's Homyakovs. Yes, he's a he's a Latvian. I know how much you love your Latvians. Ooh. A Latvian forward playing in the Hockey A10 this upcoming year. Played in Latvia last season. Hockey A10 is uh, like the third level in, in Sweden. Still, still some solid hockey. Uh, it's where our former guests, Ethan Cardwell and Jack Thompson, played this year. But uh, Archers, you know, he's, he's 23 years old, 5'10", 172, nothing too special. Uh, he's played a bit internationally. He played on the U-20 team for Latvia. So he's got some, you know, experience, and he's clearly a solid player, but, you know, he's probably just at about his ceiling already at 23 years old. I mean, we know we love Lafayette, or at least I love Lafayette's here. We had a, a whole hockey name of the seg- hockey name of the day segment uh, basically dedicated to Christer's Goodlevskis because... I mean, when you talk Lafayette, you got to talk about him. So um, a lot of fun, but good name. And that's going to do it for the episode. Chase, him with outro. As always, I want to thank you guys for listening. If you want to check us out on Patreon, support us that way. We really appreciate it. Nothing required, just a way to get some different content from the network. If you want to follow us on Twitter at Bolts Broadcast, that is at Bolts Broadcast. You can follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. That's at HockeyPodNet. While you're at it, follow WMP on Twitter at WNP Sports Pod. That's WNP Sports Pod. That way you're getting your hockey talk, you're getting your football talk, you're getting all the talk in the world that you might need. Go to the hockeypodcastnetwork.com. Find all the podcasts in right there. Boom, click the logo, listen, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Make sure to go check out our blogs as well. There's some fun stuff to read. Uh, wherever you're listening, rate us five stars, send us your questions, comments, concerns. And whatever you do, do not forget to use code THPN when you sign up for DraftKings. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you next time.